guess. Hello world, huh? <laughs> oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Light the candle! What? Well, I thought Poulter was number two in the world. <laughs> um. <laughs> Expect anything different? All possible, Garrett. Yes, it is, Frank. Yes, it is. And <laughs> <laughs> how about the rise smile on Tiger's face? Yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode here of Sunday Red. Uh, today, we have another awesome interview lined up for you. Joining us today is Taylor Pendrith. Um, before we talk about anything else, obviously, some big changes uh, to the PGA Tour schedule. They gave us a glimmer of hope, which is nice to see. Uh, starting June 11th, we're going to be getting the Charles Schwab Cup. Some big things to note, which I'm going to go over to Jack and Kari here in a second. Canadian Open canceled. First big event, I guess major, is August 6th, the PGA Championship, followed directly by the playoffs um, with the U.S. Open and other big events, including the Masters thereafter. But uh, there we go. Jack, Kari, what's happening, fellas? Not much, Simo. Let me tell you, it's a good thing that you prepared for this uh this intro here because let me tell you there's something to be said about preparing because i got nothing for you uh one thing i i'll comment on yeah you know canadian open being canceled that's a it's a damn shame for canadian golf you know call it the fifth major in our in our books here but uh yeah it's tough to see that happen but you know like i said thanks for putting that together simo because i got nothing for you rex what about you buddy <laughs> what's happening guys um couple things uh before we even get started we're on like day whatever it is of uh social distancing and stuff i uh i did cut my hair this week since our last podcast myself did a little bit of mullet Ooh. and i've been and i've been growing a mustache inspired by penrith um i won't elaborate on the penrith interview because you guys will hear i'm sure you'll be entertained by that guy he was great to have on and uh, hopefully one day we get him back on the show as well um the big thing you talked about the schedule for us uh, up north here is the Canadian Open being cancelled. I know a lot of Canadians, um, professionals and some of the amateurs look forward to that event um, because it is such a staple and our, it's our one PGA Tour event as a country. Um, that's really disappointing to see but I, at the same time it just it makes sense i i look at the schedule and uh they're trying to fit things in i know they're trying their best to uh at the pga tour so it sucks that one that one got left out but hopefully it makes uh 2021's uh more special um i think we uh mackenzie hughes deserves a big shout out by the sunday red podcast guys because he's been helping us out huge uh he's been interacting with our social social media so we owe him a big thank you as far as uh helping us get getting some guests we won't tease ones that we have in the future but we do have a couple lined up so thank you mac we appreciate that and the last thing i wanted to mention was uh the social media content i always seem to bring it up but simo has been doing a great job we had uh the get to know me, uh, this or that, or the Yogi Bingo uh, for interacting with our fans. If you are uh, if you are interested in uh, seeing what we're up to, uh, go to our Instagram page. Um, click on uh, I think it's uh, SRP Games. It's under right now. We need to clean it up a little bit because it was just thrown together. But uh, answer your own questions in there. We're really interested to uh, to know what you have to say. Make sure you tag Sunday Red in it, um, and we could post you on our story. The biggest thing about that is make sure you throw the song choice at the bottom. Use um, Instagram music. So when we're flicking through, we get to hear the good walk-up songs. Because I did hear a couple good ones. And I did get a couple messages about uh, ones that we should have included. I'm not going to lie. I did have one thing I was, wanted to mention. I'm glad you brought it up, Ricks. 
the biggest sandbagger of Sunday Red Bingo in its history, none other than Kari Rickenen himself, says he's never purchased a training aid. Come on, that that is a lie. I have never purchased one. I've used them before. I've borrowed them from uh, caring professionals in our area. I have never purchased one for sure. So and- I got. I've saved this question. I, I'm cutting you off here. I save this question. Do you not carry an alignment stick in your bag? That's not a training aid. We discussed that on one of our first podcasts. How is that podcasts. not a training aid? Gibber, I'm you... with Kari. That's not a training aid. I'm oh, with Kari. That is a training aid. Okay. I, before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm just kidding. I actually, th- there was a little bit of discrepancy on how um, we were each answering the questions. For bingo, I was crossing off the ones I've done with an X. Maybe I should have circled them. Um, also with the this or that, I was crossing them off, not underlining them. Maybe next time I'll put a little check mark beside them. But hey, we're, uh, like I said, we're new at some of this stuff. And uh, I made an error in the fill out sheet. But uh, my answers are there if anyone wants to see them. There is definitely a difference, and this is where the yogi comes in, in terms of buying a training aid and using a training aid. There's definitely a difference. I think so many people have used a training aid, but if you go online and you purchase one, that's a yogi move. So, you know so I didn't know this. I thought we were considering an alignment uh, six a training aid. Uh, so I, that's where I said, okay, yeah, I'll cross that one off for the big guy here, but uh, I've never... <laughs> I'm not going by, you know, the, the tin cup, the dangly, you know, the, <laughs> the little hat. No with the t- toilet seats? No, no toilet nope. seats. <laughs> <laughs> but it keeps no. your head nice and square through impact. Um, qu- quick thing about uh, training aids. I, I mean, it is kind of a, a little bit of like, let's say, a yogi move to purchase them. But there are training aids that help a, a lot of swings. For and we sure. shouldn't knock them all because um, we see tour players use that. Uh, that I think it's like a little yellow I don't know, it kind of slots on your wrist at the top so you know you're on a plane with your club face. Um, there is a lot of benefit to uh, a lot of the training aids out there, and I would probably benefit from purchasing multiple of them. So I'm not knocking them too hard. I've just never bought one. You know what well, I'd love to I've see with that one. little yellow thing? I'd love to see Matt Wolf take a swing with that thing on his wrist. <laughs> he might, he might hit think- himself in the eye with it. I've been seeing, seeing some Matt Wolf uh, swing videos online. Oh, that guy is impressive, man. He's going to notch a couple. I bet you he's a multiple winner in 2021. That's a little hot a take for me. move. Yeah. I like Matt Wolf, but my, oh, my I... favorite training aid, the one that I bought that I'm religiously using, is uh, Orange Whip. I'm a big Orange Whip guy. But I, yeah. you said Matt Wolf. I think Matt Wolf with the Orange Whip may be dangerous. I don't know if anyone's ever used it before, <laughs> but that swing path does not bode well for an Orange Whip. <laughs> He'd probably bag himself with that thing. <laughs> In the backswing, you just whipped out, hit him. Yeah, that's awesome. Love so it. I still, Our- I'm still giving you the sandbagger classification there, Rex. I don't believe it, not for a second. Okay, I answered him honestly, and I'll, I'm sticking to my answers. And I got a bingo, and you didn't. <laughs> All right, fellas, there we have it. Let's uh, let's jump right into the Taylor interview. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you can, subscribe. Like Kari said, follow our Instagram page. But uh, enjoy today's interview with Taylor Pendrith. Mr. Hoff, Mr. Giner is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. That's a What's happened, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Joining us today on the Sunday Red Podcast is the six foot one, two hundred and five pound Richmond Hill native, born May thirtieth, nineteen ninety one. He's another product out of Kent State University. Uh, maybe a little known fact here: before golf, he was a high school baseball MVP. 
and the 2008 Athlete of the Year. Something actually Taylor and I have in common. Not a big deal. (laughs) This absolute unit took a while to find his golf game, but boy, when he did, look out. He's one of only two players in Kent State history to play in the NCAA National Championships in all four years in college. He was the 2013 Porter Cup champion, 2014 Monroe Invitational champion, the low amateur in the 2014 Canadian Open, and the 2019 1913 Bateman Open champion, where last year he graduated from the McKenzie Tour, finishing second on the order of merit. Another little known facts here. He's only read one book in his life. He can play a little guitar, (laughs) and his bucket list items in life include deep sea fishing, cliff jumping, and playing on stage with his favorite band, Nickelback. He's none other than Taylor, a.k.a. Grizzdog Pendrith. Taylor, man, welcome to the show. Wow, that's uh, that's a great uh, introduction there. Usually I get uh, roommate of Corey Connors or friend of Mackenzie Hughes, but that was good. I like it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Love it. What's happening? What are you, uh, what's keeping you busy these last few weeks? No, not a whole lot. I am uh, back in Canada. Um, I'm in Hamilton, uh, Ontario. I'm just kind of doing nothing, really. I'm uh, just kind of working on, I've got a little bit of a shoulder issue, so just trying to get that stronger and just kind of hanging. My girlfriend's a nurse, so she's busy at this time. Um, She works at Jervinsky, and uh, so it's kind of an interesting time for everybody, but nothing's changed in her life. She's going to work, and um, I'm hanging here, so it's, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm uh, enjoying life and just trying to embrace it all and just kind of hang out. Yeah, make sure you tell your girlfriend thanks from all of us and all of our listeners. We appreciate everything the frontline and healthcare workers do, so that's uh, that's awesome to hear. That also means that you have a lot of spare time by yourself to, to heal that shoulder, and hopefully you're still working on the putting stroke or, uh, or the short game. The first thing when you uh, signed on to Skype here, I'm looking at just a beautiful mustache. And <laughs> I, I was going to save this question for later, but uh, with the flavor of the week and the Masters week getting uh, moved to November, uh, which uh, which player is going to have the best mustache come uh, come Masters time? Hmm. Well, um, yeah, I've been working on it, actually, for there's nothing else to do. So I'm just kind of <laughs> working it and uh, getting it nice and lush. But uh Best mustache. Um, I would like to say Corey Connors would have a good one, but uh-huh. he sometimes doesn't like to grow the mustache. He can grow a good one. He's got a nice full beard going right now, but uh, he kind of sometimes gets scared of, of doing uh, November, but uh, hopefully he does it this year. It'd be sweet, but um, hopefully we see some good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm think. I mean, I know Jeff Ogilvie's no longer in the field, but I think he's he would be top three for sure. Um, you never know. You may, you notch a couple of wins. Maybe if the RBC Canadian yeah. Open happens, uh, you can notch a win there and get in the field, and then you'd be my number one pick right now. That's for yeah. sure. I love it. Yeah, John, Jonathan <laughs> Wagner's got a good one. Or used to have a good oh, one. Oh yeah, he had a nice duster. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I forgot about the Wagner one. That's that's a thing of beauty. Yeah. So you had uh, this year. You had a big big year lined up. The Corn Ferry Tour. What uh, what was the next few events you had lined up for yourself before all this happened? Um, we we finished in Mexico. Uh, that was the last tournament that I played in, um, and I was planning on flying home to Canada anyway to get my shoulder looked at. Um, and we had a week off, and then I was supposed to go play Louisiana 
another event in Louisiana and then Savannah. And then we had a week off for the master's week. So we had three in a row coming up. Uh, obviously they've all been canceled. Um, and, uh, we're not supposed to start till the end of May, but that's still kind of optimistic, I think, um, with everything that's going on. But, uh, yeah, so I was home, uh, flew back on Thursday. Um, I had a flight Sunday morning from Florida. Uh, so I flew back Thursday night from Toronto, landed, turned on turned on my phone and golf was canceled so i was thinking about turning right back and going home because i was planning on you know trying to rest my shoulder and whatever so i flew back saturday morning that week and i've been home for i guess that was a month ago maybe three or four weeks so um yeah pretty crazy well so so you mentioned your last tournament was in mexico this is what i want to ask you uh we talked about a bit on the pod uh because i know you're you you hit the ball quite quite a ways so how would your stats line up against McElroy's when he's posting he's hitting it like 410? I'm thinking you're you're cracking four bills, no problem. And how far is that eight iron flying for you? Well, we played in Colombia earlier in the year, and it was the same altitude as Mexico City, I think, like 8,800 feet or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, one, the one golf course, there, it was on two golf courses this year, but the one of them was only 60. 300 yards at 9,000 feet. Wow. Insane, but just so tight and tricky around the greens. But uh, like a 410 yard par four is like, go, I'm going for the green here. <laughs> Bring four <laughs> clubs the in game your golf we play. <laughs> yeah. Bring four <laughs> clubs in your golf bag, just a Sunday carry bag out there. Like, like the Sunday, uh, the Subway Sunday carry bag that Happy Gilmore's uh, caddy has. He has it strapped around his shoulder playing by himself. That's all you need. I know. Yeah, no, it's crazy though. It's like the ball just, what was hard was if you, if you're trying to hit like a knockdown shot into the wind, the ball doesn't go far because like obviously you're trying to hit it lower and the, the altitude just doesn't get it. But if you're trying to like a couple drives, I hit like, I don't know, just as high and as hard as I could. And they were going over 400. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh, go ahead. Give her the, sorry. the one stat I just want to throw for the, the listeners. Uh, I think you're your second or first or second on the, the corn Ferry driving distance stat, which is pretty impressive. It's nice to see a Canadian boy getting up top there. So I want everyone to know how far you're hitting it these days. <laughs> I think it. you were actually, I think you were actually second and then, but you were number one in overall driving, which is a better stat than, than that. Even though I think you're probably number one in distance, but number one in overall is nice. That is nice. That's a great stat. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I want, I, I'm going to actually brag for you one more time before we'll try and skip over the long drive stuff. Cause I know you probably hear it all the time and, uh, you're, uh, your your previous Kent State alumni have already bragged about the distance and how you hit the golf ball. But I do want to mention that the 2013 Canadian Junior Long Drive uh, Championship, we are talking to the champion of that. Um, the, the yardage was 349, so I could get this out of the way. I just want to talk about the ball speed. So last year on tour, I believe six guys um, averaged above 180 ball speed on the PGA Tour. The drive in 2013, we're talking about inferior technology to what we're playing right now, was recorded at 190 ball speed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Not a big deal. <laughs> Who came second uh, in that? <laughs> and how many yards were they behind? I can't remember who came second, honestly. But yeah, um, the funny thing is that was with the Cleveland High Bore XL. You remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and it had a, just a stock stiff shaft in it, not extra stiff. Just <laughs> wow. So I was like hitting rope hooks, but that was that was that was a good driver. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. How did you uh, not listen. break that shaft? I have no idea. It's all I knew. I didn't know anything about technology or anything back then. I was honestly just like had started golfing and had lots of power. And it was it was like one of those blue, like blue and gray. I don't even know what kind of shaft it was, but it looked <laughs> cool. And uh, the driver made a really loud sound. So I liked that back then. And yeah, I don't know. It just It just worked. I played with, I actually played with a Cleveland Highbore hybrid for like two years in college with a stiff shaft. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, good. Wow. that's cool to hear. All right. um, Gibber, do you have a question that you want to get yeah, in Yeah, so what I was going to say, so you mentioned you, you got a bit of a later start in golf. So were you a hockey player turned golfer then? Um, yeah, I played hockey and baseball basically my whole life, I'd say. Um, baseball more than hockey. I played double A in hockey. Nothing. I never played triple A or junior or anything, but I loved hockey. It was great. Um, I kind of stopped probably when I was like 16 or 15 maybe. And I played house league with my buddies, which was great, but, uh, I didn't want to get hurt cause I was getting better at baseball and I wanted to play collegiate baseball, uh, when I was growing up. Um, so I kind of didn't want to get injured from hockey, but then got good at golf and, um, yeah, I don't know. Both, I think both those sports translate pretty well into golf, uh, yeah. You know, I was a pitcher and threw pretty hard, and I was a good hitter and had a hard slap shot in hockey and uh, was physical, and so it all kind of ties into golf. But ultimately, I was I was better at golf or thought I could be better at golf than I was those other two sports, and yeah, I just kind of went with it. Nice. So, if you're a professional in a sport other than golf, I'm assuming you're going to uh, answer either hockey or baseball. Which one would it be, and which team would you want to play for? Uh, it would be baseball for sure. I think, um, mm -hmm. just cause I had, you know, so many good memories playing. I played triple A baseball for basically my whole life and, um, had some really good squads, junior squads that we were on and we won an Ontario championship, um, went down to Kansas to play in the junior worlds, not the world or it's like the year before the one that's televised. Like I think mm -hmm. we were 12 years old um so we went down there our team so it's pretty good but i would i would want to play for the jays absolutely yeah oh, that's awesome yeah. Yeah. i thought you're gonna throw something at us like the cleveland indians or something oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah randomly <laughs> enough i watched an indians game live this year so and i oh, i'm a tribe go. fan now i'm a, i like the indians <laughs> yeah they, they have, we, i went to school in ohio obviously and it's uh Cleveland was not far from Kent, and I went and when the Jays were playing Cleveland, like whatever year that was, a couple years ago, I went yeah. to a couple games. It was unreal. Yeah. In the playoffs, you mean there? Yeah. 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 That was an awesome series. That's a, yeah. that's the one I stands out to me as well. They got a nice uh, park there too. They got a nice nice park. Yeah, kind of by the water. There's uh, yeah. there's some stuff to do around it. I enjoyed my time in Cleveland. Played a little golf down there too. Um, I do have a question that I uh, I I'm a bit of a movie guy. So when I read uh, your Golf Canada page, uh, who would you who would you want to play a movie about your life? You answered Will Ferrell, but I have to dig a little bit deeper. Um, and obviously, Will Ferrell has a lot of characters. I'm going to give you a few options, and at the end, can you tell me which Will Ferrell would play you? Yeah. Love okay, it. perfect. So we got the first one actually made me laugh. It's a uh, big Earl from Starsky and Hutch when he's like in jail there, like touching the glass. 
<laughs> Jackie Moon from Semi Pro, one of the most underrated movies of all time. Yeah. Alan Gamble slash Gator from the other guys. You got Chaz from Wedding Crashers. Magatu from Zoolander. That looking at you, yeah, I don't yeah. think you're a Magatu guy, but I could be wrong. Uh, Frank the Tank, old school. This might be the early betting favorite. Uh, Brendan Huff from Step Brothers, and last but not least, Ricky Bobby from Talladega, Talladega Nights. Which one? Uh, which one do you think is uh, most like you, or would you like to play as you? Oh my gosh, those are those are some beauty picks there. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I gotta go Frank the Tank. I have oh. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that leads right into my next question for you. So, so we've asked the boys, uh, you know, we talked to Mac about it and I guess it'll release uh, later next week with, uh, with Corey, but we talked about the bachelor party. It's becoming the infamous oh, bachelor gosh. party for the Sunder, Sunder Red podcast. So with that one, my betting favorite was you were putting down the most out of uh, out of you, Corey, Albin, and uh, who else was there? Um, Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. Jeez. So can we confirm <laughs> or deny that they couldn't keep up to you? Uh, confirm, yeah. Confirm. <laughs> so, so with this, the second question I had is if there was one guy out of that group that would be uh, switching over to Shirley Temples, who would it have been? <laughs> uh, it's a toss-up. Corey can hang pretty good. I'd say it's got to be Mac or Alvin. <laughs> yeah they know it too that's okay uh, i want to i actually want to dig a little bit deeper into this bachelor party because it's gotten it, it's gotten mentioned the last four interviews i feel like we've done um who had the best golf game like by the 15th 16th 17th 18th hole and who had the worst game who who diminished the most and who who uh who stepped up to the plate the most later in those rounds um it was such a miserable day too oh it's horrible it was like <laughs> We're the, we're the only people on the golf course, thank God, because it was rowdy. Um, it was a great time, though. But um, usually I get better when I, the more beers I have, but uh, not that day. Uh, <laughs> I was playing – I forget who I was. I was playing with Corey and then, like, two of Corey's buddies. Um, and they were, like, you know, 15 handicaps probably. And uh, we had, like – think every birdie you made you had to do a shotgun and every triple bogey that you made you had to do a shotgun and not even doubles no doubles are you're good you're in the clear (laughs) but uh, each team had a um a 40 of uh fireball (laughs) (laughs) keeps you warm and uh we were doing mulligans uh for a fireball shot so um which was a great idea so uh I'm playing with a 20 handicap, and he's he's popping twice on the first hole at Wildfire, if you know the first hole. And uh, so he's got two shots and slices it onto the road. We're walking back to the cart, and he goes, oh, yeah, we get mulligans if we if we drink. And it's like 9 in the morning, and it's a bachelor party. You know what's going on there. But So we take, we take it. Then he hits one down in the middle of the fairway. Next shot on the road. Take another one. Then <laughs> So now he hits it on the green and three putts for five, net three, and then we have to take a shotgun. Oh. <laughs> what a way to start. Yeah, great way to start the day. So that's like nine, nine fifteen, and we're just ready to go now. So 
That's you know what? Sometimes when it, sometimes is the opposition team when you're starting early like that. If you go hard early, you put a little pressure on the other team, and then you can just back off and wean yeah. off a little bit and just let them keep going. It, it it's a good strategy. Yeah, mind games. Yeah, we got on them early, but uh, yeah, that was good. That was a that was a sweet bachelor party. We also had a good one at Gligs Mike Gligg's bachelor party too. That was a <laughs> a repeat basically. We haven't had we haven't we had have two. Gligs didn't that. reveal any of this. Let's hear, uh, let's hear some more. Oh, what you can tell, of course. It was uh, it was in Myrtle Beach. It was good. We rented like a like a mansion on the on the beach. It was sick and uh, played like same style. Played three, I think three uh, different courses there, and had two teams. And uh, yeah, same idea. Bit of shit show, but it was good. I love it. All right, we're gonna uh, fellas. All right, we're gonna move into our next segment here. Fan favorite. What's your handicap? Um, we'll play a little intro music here. Carl will explain it, and then we'll roll in. Yeah, I'll try my best to explain it. I change it up every time. I don't even know if it makes sense, but here we go. What is your handicap? Alrighty, the what is your handicap segment? Uh, we've been doing it for quite a few weeks now, and uh, it's a it's a segment based off of things you see on the golf course. You talk about these bachelor parties, or I'm sure you've participated in quite a few pro ams, whether it's on the PGA Tour of Canada or uh, Corn Ferry. Now, um, it's things you see uh, golfers do on the golf course that before you even see them hit a shot or play a golf hole, you you kind of know what they're going to shoot or their capabilities of, as a golfer. So you could be like, oh, this guy's for sure over an eighteen handicap so we each week we come at you with different uh through different angles um some we repeat because uh fans like hearing some uh some repeat ones and hearing different perspectives on them some you get some new ones so you'll get a few of those today and by the end of the segment hopefully you can think of one for us and there uh there's there's been some like uh, each guy we've interviewed so far has given us one that's already essentially been said on the podcast at some point but it is uh it is good to hear their uh, hear their answers. So, do you understand the the rules of it or the? the I concept? think I got it. I think I got it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll go in rotation. So I'll go first, and Simo, then Gibber, and then we'll uh, we'll ask to each, and then we'll put you on the spot, and hopefully you can think of one for yourself. Perfect. But the first one I have for you is when a guy shows up and has zero head covers on his bag. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, gotta be, uh, gotta be a twenty-five, and <laughs> I'd say I, all the paints chipped, and it just, yeah, it looked horrible. Putters dinged up. Yeah, twenty. I'll go twenty-five and up. Nice, beautiful. See <laughs> more. That's such a bad look. Like with this, <laughs> with this one. segment, with this segment, I get a lot of my ammunition from my brother, who's actually a decent golfer, but is <laughs> what's your handicap segment to a T, like style, bag style, everything, and he does that. No head covers on oh, the bag. It's so dude. bad. It's just the convenience, eh? They like don't want to pull a head cover off before they hit a golf shot. They wait ten minutes on the tee and they're too lazy to pull the head cover off once they get to the bag to pull a club. <laughs> That's a bad look. That's so bad. Okay, so mine uh, I got for you here is uh, guy carries his golf bag as if it were a large piece of luggage. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been doing that earlier this year because my stand was broken and or the strap <laughs> was like broken. So I'm all right. Told I an outlier. Well, yeah, <laughs> plus five or better. You got to include. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, oh, geez. Like uh, fifteen. All right. All right. Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, the double strap kind of changed that whole the, the whole style of how people carry the bag. But every once in a while, you see the guy oh, like walking down. The- <laughs> yeah. Great luck! Great luck! I love that. And just lays it against the ground. It's not even waterproof. Their grips are all wet. <laughs> it's fantastic. Give her a nice one. All right, all right. Next one here. So you're playing with the. This may be a buddy. You may have that. I have so many guys who do this. So you're mm-hmm. on the green. You're about to hit a putt. Maybe it's a putt for a birdie. And the guy stands directly behind you every time you're hitting the putt. What's that guy's handicap? I've got a lot of buddies like that too. Uh, <laughs> some, of them, some of them are good though, but uh, I gotta say, like, uh, I don't know. Sometimes they're rooting for you and want to see you like make the putt, so they want to see the exact line. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, twelve. All right. Okay. Go twelve. That's- I, I can a, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I was thinking a little lower, but I could see that. Okay. Have you ever played with a like a, a playing competitor that like has gotten awfully close to standing behind your line when they're kind of like on your line? Uh, yeah, it happens. It happens probably more than you think. Honestly, like I don't know. They would just some guys early walk and yeah, they're like behind you by the time you hit the ball. Yeah, you can kind of see them, and but. If it's bugging me, I'll just tell him to move. Say, hey, what are you doing? Like, can you, yeah. can you move? You know, but at the same time, I would do it too. I'd walk in, but I would never kind of mess the guy up. You know what I mean? Like, I'd wait for him to strike the ball and then walk in. But yeah, it's like an early step. You kind of just anticipate the stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But pro ams, everybody is, yeah, everybody's huddled <laughs> behind you. Yeah, you have a. Even I have a light, lightning quick story about the behind the ball. I'll make this super short, but it was my uh, mini mini tour days on the Great Lakes tour. I think Gliggs was in the event. And I had a, a buddy who's what's your handicap segment. I'm like, you want to carry the bag this week? He's like, all right, I'll do it. We're on like the seventh hole or whatever. And I see him just in the peripheral vision. He's standing behind me. I didn't step back. So I just go and hit the putt. He hasn't read a green all day. Didn't read a green all day. Uh, rules official sees it, calls me on the penalty. Mm. For what? Sorry, like lining you, you up? Can't, or... Yeah, you can't. You can't point. be directly behind you. Uh, okay, and he was like, "Oh, was he that close to you that someone <laughs> called you on that?" Like, how did he? He oh, was like off in the distance. He was today. he was eyeballing me. Uh, I. <laughs> I I've seen the what's your handicap caddies just put the bag like I, it's not a rule anymore, but put the bag directly down in a hazard, like right in the middle of the fescue looking for a ball. It's like a, you, you like kind of tell him to the side and say, hey, you just pick up the ball, pick up the bag and move it outside the red. Like, I don't I don't care. I'm not going to call you on it, but you see that quite often. All right. Next one. Um, I mean, this might not. This actually is like somewhat applies to you, but like think about everyone else. Uh, yells, get in the hole immediately on contact on a long par four or a par five. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, depends how drunk they are, I guess. But I'm gonna okay. say like a like a like a eight maybe. Okay. Like a golfer, but like watches a lot of TV and just thinks it's cool to yell yeah. out loud. Are you talking about like every time or once in a while? 
like or every multiple, time multiple times okay that's a little higher than I, it's got to be like 20 plus oh way higher okay i yeah, appreciate that that drives yeah. me nuts right? it's my pet peeve when i watch golf i don't know why there's a time for it and like the time needs to be either on a putt or like a at least a shot that's like relatively makeable i guess i don't know that one drives me nuts a little bit yeah are, are you talking about like spectators or like yeah, guys? Spectators. oh spectators oh okay yeah, yeah, way up there then. Maybe like non-golfers. <laughs> or just keep climbing. <laughs> Probably no handicap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. So my, I think I think you stole two in a row there, Kari, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, so my next one for you, Penny, is uh, the guy's got a suction cup on the end of his putter. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, my, guess, my guess is he's a little older, might have yeah. knees or hips. But could be a good golfer. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 16 plus. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's, that works for and sure. And what what's your age category? My age category is from uh, over 70. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I, I'm like gonna it. squeak in a quick one. Is what's the most gimmicky thing uh, from a playing partner you've seen since you turned pro? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Um, that's a tough question I'm sorry to put you on the spot there there's got to be a, f- a few of them some of the training aids even you see like pictures on tour it's like oh, I just don't quite get it but maybe they're doing something I'm not I don't know about I'm trying to think of there's definitely some ones that pop into my head I just can't think of exactly what they are like training aids and stuff um, <clears throat> got like no, the tank nobody... up visor <laughs> yeah that dangles the ball in your face Nobody's got the. I haven't seen anybody with the Club Pro guy noodle out there yet, but that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's coming. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's tough to think. I'll think about it though. I'll, let me get back to you on that one. Perfect. All right, uh, final one for me here. The guy finishes the hole, and he's the one standing on the green, looking back at the tee, counting all his shots. Like, one, two, three. <laughs> this is me, so you better say someone of a whole handicap. That's a good one, yeah. That's, that just, one of my good buddies is, every hole does that, and he's, he's pretty good. Uh, not great, but he's uh, probably like a, like a 15, maybe. Okay, that's not a math. I don't know, but he, yeah, it's always counting. One in the bunker. Okay, two out of the <laughs> yeah. bunker. Three top. Four How many penalty strokes was that one when I lost it? Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't. Oh, it's like, well, you didn't hit a provisional, so you're really not keeping score anymore. But off we go. You know, <laughs> yeah. just let it, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. That's it for that segment. Um, Simo, do you mind if I jump right into wrench talk here? Uh, because uh, it might be short, might be long, who knows? But I do have a, a few questions to ask Taylor about uh, wrench talk. It's our segment about equipment. Um, I, I saw you were with uh, Strix in Cleveland previously. You mentioned the high bore, so you've been probably hitting those clubs for a while. And I also saw you with uh, Callaway sponsorship as well. What are you currently gaming? Uh, right now, I've got a Strix on. Uh, uh, deal i've got wedges and irons um so <clears throat> cleveland wedges Srixon, um blade irons like the newest model i don't even i'm not i don't really know what uh exact model but the newest blade model uh, i've got four to nine iron and then i have a three iron driving iron for also Srixon. um yeah. and then my woods are ping so i've got um I just changed the last 
two weeks that I played, um, which feels like forever ago, but was <laughs> just switched to the G410 and it's awesome. And uh, I've got an old school Ping 3 wood. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Um, G25. It's like, I don't know, nine years old, probably. Yeah. And right around there. Wow. Got a couple of heads left, which is nice, but they're not the most durable faces i'd say but when you have 190 ball speed nothing terrible (laughs) yeah and then uh i've had an odyssey putter for a long time so i've got a it's like a 3t i think it's like kind of like a half moon style i've had that for the last three or four years i'd say awesome now um did you play a ping driver in college as well it seems like all the canadian kent state guys uh gravitate towards ping uh woods for sure anyway i know you're with uh so you played that a ping driver in college as well yeah we were our school was ping um and titleist so when i got to school i played all titleist stuff um and then switched to ping i think my first year first time ping came and uh fitted all the guys on the team and um so yeah i used ping drivers all through college and then um I think I got the G25 probably my second year of college, maybe third year. Yeah. Um, and so it's old. Yeah. And then uh, I was Callaway for three years, my first three years as a pro. Um, okay. So that's, I got into the Odyssey putter then and um, haven't, haven't changed since, but uh, yeah, ping drivers have been great. I've, they just, yeah. I don't know what it is. They just look and sound and feel really good to me. I've got flexibility you know, with my Strixon deal only being a 10 club deal, I can play kind of whatever woods that I want. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ping driver has been real good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, we, we've actually talked about on this podcast before the well, little bit of ping driver and how pros are really good players always have trouble kicking out the three wood. I don't know what it is about that club, but like, People fall in love with their their three woods. You used to see it all the time on tour. More guys with the, like the flight scoping and stuff like that. Some guys are a little bit easier to change out. But like five years ago, you used to see 10-year-old three woods in the bag. So I like that you're a little bit old school like that. Um, for us chumps that will never get a club deal, what's it like when a company approaches you and says, like, uh, do you want to play our gear? Like, how do you make that uh, switch from Callaway to Shrixen? How does that transition happen? I'm just curious. Um. Yeah, well, it was three-year deal with Callaway, and um, you know, I kind of battled through some injuries and had some time off, and didn't really have status anywhere. And my deal was up with them, um, mm-hmm. and there was an opportunity that came about with Strixon, and never played any of their stuff, and never played their golf ball, never really looked at you know any of their equipment. I knew that Cleveland was a part of Strixon, and I gave it a try, and I actually put the irons in um the week of it was like a local rbc canadian open qualifier or no yeah yeah no maybe it was a u.s open local qualifier at, in like, toronto you know it was in weston it was like a couple years ago or at yeah. weston yeah and uh i ended up winning and that was the first round i played with those irons and the golf ball yeah. so wow um, they yeah it's it's great stuff i mean every company makes really good stuff these days but I found that the Strixon ball was actually really good and suited my kind of speed and spin. Um, and it just, yeah, it feels really good. And uh, I've got used to it. It's a little bit whiter though. Like if you look at <laughs> it, it's a little whiter than the other balls and the, and the print is really like black. So it was kind of 
tough looking down. At <laughs> but. That's that's the biggest transition, I feel like. I get that when I'm looking through the bush. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not my ball. Mine's a little bit more yellow. <laughs> <laughs> but two things, just like what you said, um, uh, I know, to me, in my opinion, Shrixen, most underrated iron company out there by on all levels. I think they're so underrated over the last couple of years, they're actually not becoming underrated anymore. Um, they have a certain soul that just interacts with the turf. It's like a pre-worn leading edge and like a little bit of a different grind that people seem to just, especially good players, uh, seem to gravitate gravitate towards. And then you talk about the Shrixen golf ball. I, to me in my head, I, I, I could be mistaken here, but I think also Cameron champ plays it. So when we talk about those, that's probably the only guy that's comparable to you in ball speed. Um, and you guys both playing it. So obviously it reacts to, uh, being compressed a little bit harder than, uh, say my one sixty ball speed. <laughs> anyway, that's a French talk. Thanks for the inside. Look, you're the first guy, first professional we've talked to that actually has a good idea of what they're playing and uh, a good perspective and inside look. So I appreciate that more than anyone. You have no idea. Yeah, well, you, got to ask, you guys couldn't name a shaft that they had in any one oh, of their golf clubs. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not over like I'm, I'm horrible with knowing that stuff, but I just like, I don't know what models my irons are or the wedges or whatever, but. Hey, let's not elaborate. Don't elaborate. You gave us an inside look on your gear. I didn't ask <laughs> if you were a gear junkie or not. <laughs> just, just settle for that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move into a little fan question segment. So we went on Instagram and uh, asked the fans to to write in what they wanted to hear from Pendy. Uh, or, by the way, they can go in. What's any that? Direction. I said these questions can go in any direction. Yeah. We have no idea. <laughs> Okay. We wanted to hear from the Grizz Dog, so here we go. Um, so we asked this actually every every one of these segments, but how many beers can you put down in 18 holes on a Saturday with the boys? Huh. Oh, boy. Um, tall boys or? <laughs> standard. We'll go, standard. We'll go Let's go standard. standard. Light, light beer or dark beer? You're, if you're in the States, we can go light. Okay, we'll go 15 plus Coors Lights. Oh, nice. good for you. I like it. I like the I like plus. Him. I always say yeah. it matters how the first few go down. If the first like three, four holes, they just like they're flowing. It's like like for you, probably the limit uh, does not exist for sure. If you can if you can get like two down in the first hole and they're going down good, then it's could be yeah, it's it'll be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> just need to make it to dinner. That's the goal after the first hole. You're like, okay, I need yeah. to, I need to get some food in my stomach. Five hours later, you're already thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right, uh, this next question. This is from this is actually from Mac. He asked, "How has your upper lip been able to stay warm during the quarantine?" For those of you who can't see, we talked about it, but he's got a nice, fresh, muzzy rock in here. So uh, we'll skip that one. Um, but oh no! Let's go... let, him, let him talk about it a little bit. Like, let's say, how long are you going for? Are you going to the end of quarantine? Let's figure. Let's talk about it a little bit. Mac's just jealous because he can't get a good stash going. He's got gaps and like comes in really like. Comes in dark, but he never grows it out. So um, I can see the jealousy there. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know why I'm growing it really. I just, I don't know. I had like a bit of a beard going and it was getting itchy and I wanted to shave it. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to be inside this 400 square foot one bedroom apartment for two months. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm going to grow it. So it's been, uh, yeah, I don't know, like three weeks probably, but it's coming in good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal. I'll give it a you nine could, point. You could have picked Vaughn Burgundy from my uh, Anchorman as well. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you're that one. You didn't give me that one. Oh, I'm sorry. That, I dropped the ball on that one, but 
Uh, I mean, the mustache. I like resemble. Frank the Tank, though. Like Come Frank on, we can't, we can't deviate. Yeah, That's yeah, probably yeah. his best character ever, right? We'll go a hybrid between the two. Between Ron Burgundy during work hours on the golf course and then uh, Frank the Tank after the rounds or at That's Corey cool. Connors' uh, bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, next one here. And I like the wording of this one. All right. So this is uh, when you reach the PGA Tour. Nice. Uh, what non-major are you going to be most excited to play? Which non-major, like which tournament non-major are you most excited to play? Um, I think playing the Canadian Open as a member would be pretty cool. Um, I've played in it twice, once as an AM uh, and once as a pro, and it's just a cool feeling. Um, I played in the Puerto Rico Open as well. It was another. I played in three PGA Tour events so far, but um, Canadian Open is always a special week, you know, even if you're not a member and when i played as an am it was unreal because i had zero expectations and you know like, 33 yeah it's in third place after the first round so <laughs> yeah that's it was, awesome it was pretty cool to see the support and just i don't know it just feels it feels cool you know it's your national open and so much history and um all the fans obviously would love to see a canadian win so they're they're all pulling for you but I'd I'd have to say playing Canadian Open as a member would be would be pretty cool. Awesome, that's cool. I'll, I'll build on that because I think most people know you from that 2014 Canadian Open. Like, talk us through that week a little bit. Like, what was oh. that like? Obviously, Gibber said at your T three after day one or an AM. Like, what 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 was that feeling like? Yeah, I, so I played the played the first two rounds with Adam Hadwin and Jim Herman. Oh, uh, Jim. Jimmy. Yeah. He's a yeah. winner. That guy can win, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a winner. He's a <laughs> he's awesome. But uh yeah, so I don't know. I had no expectations. I was wasn't really playing overly good going into that week and um was super nervous on the first tee and uh I think it was the first hole at Royal Montreal. I like pulled it left into the trees, but I was like kind of right by the green. And <laughs> <laughs> that's like me and mini putt i pulled it but i was kind of pin high <laughs> yeah but uh and then i think i made a par and then like birdied the next hole so i was like settled in and just kind of yeah it was like a i don't know it's this pretty cool day i remember on the eighth hole it's like a dog like left it's like 390 probably it's like a for every everybody hits like four iron like sand wedge or, or gap wedge kind of um but for some reason, I hit, hit driver. Putter. <laughs> no, I hit I hit driver uh, over these trees and to the front edge, and the pin was like six on the front, so I had like eighteen feet for eagle. But the guys in the group ahead were still putting, so I was like shitting my pants. It was like they're probably like, "What the hell is that?" Like you know, I don't know. It's, that was my first tour event, and I didn't know who was in front of me, no idea. And so I was walking with Hadwin, and I was like. Should I like go apologize to these guys or like I don't know like what do I do? He go goes, say it was you, ha go, go yeah. say it was you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. He goes. No, not at all. He goes. They should be fucking excited about that or whatever, something like that. And uh, so yeah. Anyways, almost three putted from there because I was pretty like still rattled. But um, yeah. And so I shot sixty five, and then the next day I come back and um. Uh, shot 75 almost missed the cut i was i was pretty nervous and just like i had no idea i've never seen like going home and like to our hotel room and watching myself on the news and it's like whoa you know what i mean i've never experienced yeah. it before so i was nervous as hell and 
Uh, but I made the cut and fin- I think I finished like 42nd or 43rd or something, but it was pretty cool experience, especially being an amateur and kind of getting in the mix, I guess, uh, yeah. making a cut and just seeing kind of what it's like out there. But so that was cool. Yeah. Well, making the cut and also you shoot 69, 68 on the weekend. That's freaking impressive. Yeah. Like, He's leaving out details that we need here. Yeah, like so, like that. That that's the piece where I think people don't see. They see, oh, you know, an amateur made the cut, great. But then, like to see that you shot sixty nine, sixty eight, and stayed in the mix, which that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was a it was a you know an awesome week, and uh, definitely learned a lot. I'd say that week that like kind of helps me now, just realizing how nervous I was back then, and kind of how it doesn't really matter and just i don't know just to control my nerves a little bit uh, over the you know that was six years ago i guess but um yeah i think i doubled 18 one of those days too i had it going i was like four or five under uh, and doubled 18 which sucked but um yeah it was it was a cool uh cool week i love that course too that's a that's one of my favorites i'd say royal montreal right that's where that one was right yeah, I did look at the leaderboard briefly before uh, before we jumped on here. Is there anyone that you played uh, on the weekend with, like a notable name that you're just like, wow, I can't like I've, I've watched this guy on TV as a, a junior golfer. This is like one of the reasons I like golf or even on the putting green. Like, do you have a st- any stories about some of the guys I played with? Um, I played with Jeff Overton. Oh, <laughs> boom, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he was he was awesome. Yeah, he, oh, was, was, he? he was great. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, that one Ryder Cup celebration drove me nuts because I'm a, I'm a Europe guy. I cheer for Europe, so that I think that's what made Jeff Overton go in my bad books. I'll release him from the bad books if you tell me a good. <laughs> no, I, I remember him being cool. He was like, you know, talked to me all day and was like super pumped that I was an amateur and whatever playing. And I think I beat him that day too. Um, yes. See, I'm yeah. a, I'm a Panther fan. But, I, I don't like Overton. Perfect. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 he was a nice guy. Yeah, he uh, he gave me his phone number after and was like, if you're ever down in Jupiter, like let me know, kind of thing, um, which was cool. But and then I, I think I played with uh, D. H. Lee and uh, James Hahn before oh, James Hahn was like a winner. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. so awesome. it was cool. Yeah, it was it was uh, yeah it was it was quite the experience for me being. I don't know how old I would have been, 23, I guess, and mm-hmm. playing in a tour event. It was, it was neat, yeah. That's cool. awesome. All right, back on track. Another fan question for you. Go-to pre-round meal? Um, just a typical standard bacon and eggs, toast, uh, coffee for sure. Some guys don't drink coffee, but I can't go without one. Yeah, um, yeah same with me. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, pretty pretty basic, nothing too crazy. But bacon, eggs, toast, or a bagel. So it's tough on the Canadian tour. Sometimes you just got to stop at uh, Timmy's and grab a bagel and a and a, you know double double or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> off you go. <laughs> well, that, that's you know I like hearing that too because you know I, I find some people think oh you're a professional golfer they think it's just super super glamorous but you guys grind it out and. You know, sometimes you're you're put in positions where you're you're traveling from coast to coast, especially on the Cantour, right? We talked about it. They might have a term in Edmonton, then you're back in Ontario, then you're out in Saskatchewan, and like it's a, you're you're trunk slamming all the time. And you know, I think that it's it's nice to hear those the, the those stories for sure. Yeah, it's 
some you know sometimes you just try to got to do it as cheap as possible and whatever but you know <laughs> a lot of my american buddies who have played up on the mckenzie tour have fallen in love with tim hortons <laughs> love it. They, they crush those um farmer's wraps farmers instead of instead of like uh trail mix fruits and veggies in the bag they have timbits that they just keep crushing <laughs> yeah, exactly. get the sugar peak so like you see them like go on a birdie streak and then quick little double in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta adapt to the canadian game exactly love it all right we'll go uh we'll go one more and i'll condense this down so uh tip this guy wants to know how to hit it further essentially so you got any tips on how to hit it further Swing harder. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of people ask that question, and I I don't really know how I I hit it that far. I don't know. It's natural for me. I think it's you know part of my swing that I never had a lesson until I was eighteen, and was just kind of tried to hit it as hard as I could and go find it and hit it again, kind of style. But. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I usually yeah. tell people just try to find the center of the club face. Yeah. Just try exactly. to hit the center of the club face. Yeah, yeah. that helps. <laughs> like speed, speed. You know what I mean? You're either an athlete or you're not. You can't like I mean, there's not a lesson that will inc- like sure over time you can increase your club head speed with working out and ha- being a little bit more explosive, but like, speed is speed, athletes are athletes, and that's what you're starting to see on all the tours now yeah. is uh everyone coming up is just an athlete. You're just uh, superior as as far as the speed goes. I uh that's it for the uh, fan segment there, Simo. Is that what you said? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh I I kind of dropped the ball in the first couple interviews with our Kent State alumni, but I I want to know your just a good story from Kent State, not relating to on the golf course or education. Like, did you guys live together? Did you did you have a couple of good rookie parties? Like, uh, maybe a little bit of dirt. <laughs> um, yeah, Kent was awesome. Um, I was roommates with Corey uh, for all four years. Uh, oh, awesome. So that was fun. And Mackenzie was there for uh, two years with me. Um, so yeah, we had a we had a really good squad. But oh yeah, we had lots of fun. A um, lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> who did the dishes? Like who who is is Corey Messi? Like anything like uh, that? No, no, I'm the messy one for sure. Uh, it was tough though. The first week of school, I got there. I got mono. I was sick as hell for like. I didn't go to school for like six weeks and uh so like that was bad but once we got once we moved out of like the actual dorm and got an apartment it was a little easier but yeah he would get pissed off if i left like a plate in the sink and don't put in the dishwasher or like (laughs) um i don't know i was i was way messier than him for sure but um i'm trying to think of something cool that we a good story that we had that i am able to tell any team traditions or something like that? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, we didn't have workouts on Wednesdays. <laughs> so Tuesdays was the night. <laughs> Tuesdays was club night. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we, we can put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, so we'll, we'll go this way. What was your, obviously, I'm sure, you know, you're going terms. You guys are rolling up as a team. What was your roll-up song? uh in the van yeah oh yeah oh yeah, van, yeah. you guys oh, yeah. pulling up windows down just all the boys are going 
Well, it depends. It depends if, if we lost or finished whatever, fifth. Yeah. Uh, no music, no talking allowed for uh, the whole drive. No, I'm kidding. There's talking. <laughs> it's quiet. Um, oh. But uh, a win, uh, we are the champions as loud as you can. What about what come, coming into the golf course? So say like, you know, coming into round one, what are the boys getting going in the van? Pump, pump, pump everyone up before we get to the ranch. Usually I was, I was probably like taking a nap. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I no, uh, Herb, Herb was driving the van. I don't think we really listened to any music in the van. Only if we won. That's what I'm saying. Then, oh, okay. Then, oh. We the, then we get the queen going. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, why they're better than us, Rick. Eh? They're, yeah, not, they're not. They're not worried about listening to Wild Boy. Wild Boy, before we get to the range. Yeah. Well, so a little bit of a backstory. Me and Gibber played a little bit of university golf together. Um, and yeah, we were more like the fifth place guys. Gibber would win a tournament here or there, and I would just like shoot my eighty-two and and move on. But our, our two things was like uh, Wild Boy by MGK. We'd roll up to, and uh, she will be loved by Maroon Five. We always used to karaoke that one. It's like karaoke <laughs> carpool or whatever it's called. Those were our two tracks. That's a that's a little bit of a backstory there. Who drove the van? I think our coach. Me. No, why do you oh. have the other one? It was usually oh, me yeah. or, the Brent. girls. Yeah. Yeah. It would take us two hours to get to Guelph. <laughs> love that. I love it. Now that we're so talking. Oh, sorry, Simo, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to uh, to chime in. Obviously, like Corey, you were with for four years. Mac, you're with for two years. I know you battled through some injuries, but you kind of see them and, and what they've done on the PGA Tour. How much do you lean on like their experience um, to help you kind of with your game right now? Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see how well they've done in the past couple of years. Um, I still live at Corey's house in Florida. Um, which That's is amazing. Cool. Yeah. He, uh, bunk beds, so, eh? oh yeah. Bunk beds, yeah. <laughs> we just become nope. best friends. They all know power tools. I'm just brushing my teeth, but <laughs> Mallory's saying it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. His wife's got the, his wife's got the big king size and we're, we got a bunk bed. <laughs> Sometimes just, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's cool. To, it's cool to, uh, to be around him, you know, while he's not really home a whole lot, uh, more this year now that he can kind of create his own schedule and play it whenever he wants. But, um, yeah, we are members of the same club down in Florida. Um, so we'll play and practice a lot whenever we're, you know, uh, home at the same time. Um, and Mackenzie to see him, I was actually saw him win in person. I was living in South Carolina at the time. And, uh, I had just gotten back from a tournament Sunday and we turned on the TV and he was in a playoff. And then they said that it was coming or that they were going to continue Monday morning. So, uh, me and my buddy who was living with me, who was caddying for me, drove down Monday morning and, and watched him win. So that was, that was pretty sweet to see. Um, but you know, yeah, like you said, I mean, I've played thousands of rounds of golf with both of them and uh you know i know how talented they are but i also recognize how talented i am and just gotta kind of keep pecking away and hopefully we get back playing here soon and can have some good finishes and move up you know next year and then next couple years and join them out there it'd be pretty fun I, I like that. It's got, it's got, uh, you know, as much as, you know, they're, they're out there, you know, it's, it's that little extra drive for you. Cause you know, obviously, uh, you know, I, I know you're j- every bit as talented as them and just to, you know, keep pushing it forward for you. 
But the question I have for you, so when you do get there, what major is going to suit your game the best? Oh, I love um, All of them. <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've seen your stats and your driving totals and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'll answer maybe for you. A U.S. Open venue would be a thing of beauty if you drive yeah. it that straight and that long. But I'll let you answer. Sorry. I was I was gonna say probably probably a U.S. Open. Um, I feel like they're typically played on like older old school courses where narrow fairways, long rough, and um, for the most part, I would think. But uh, and usually yeah. a whole left or right, so we can miss one if we need to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I like the old school courses where if you hit it in the trees, you can try to, you can always have a punch out shot. And yeah. I've been very good at those over the years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I was at Augusta this year actually watching Corey, or last year, I guess. And uh, that might suit my game too. It's pretty, pretty magical place. And, uh, you got to be creative and hit some shots there. And that's kind of what I like to do in my game. But so, yeah, one of those two. What was your biggest eye opener just being on Augusta's grounds? Yeah, I'd never been there before. Um, uh, just like when you're standing by the clubhouse or by the first tee, how you can see like everything and like so many holes you can see down. Um, but also everybody says how hilly it is. Like it really is like it doesn't look like that on TV at all um and just how green everything is also cheap beers and cheap sandwiches was nice <laughs> yeah Especially for, oh yeah oh too many Gosh, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was gonna say the beer prices for a 15 plus guy that could add up yeah yeah well, i got a lot of cups <laughs> souvenirs you gotta get one. Stack of cups like a foot tall <laughs> gotta get one for each friend it there wasn't you your fault yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out. <laughs> That's great. Car, you got something? Okay, I have to ask him, and I know people might not like this, but I love it. Is uh, Zurich Classic? Say uh, next year you have to play in the 2021. Um, let's let's say Canadians are off the board um, for this one because every Canadian answers with a Canadian. But who would your partner be? One. And what would your walk-up song be? This is one of my favorite questions. I don't know how much love it gets, but it doesn't matter to me. Hmm. Any any tour player? Any? Let's say let's exclude Tiger, maybe as well. Okay. Um, uh, like maybe like maybe like DJ or Brooks. I'd say just just I don't know. It'd be cool to be partners with them and just kind of smash it all over the course. Um, yeah. I'd probably you like show up to the first scene. You throw out all of your mid irons. Say we're only gonna need the woods and the, yeah. and the wedges today. <laughs> yeah, Trixon's all pissed off because you're not playing their irons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know about the song. I maybe let them pick, but if I had to pick, um. That's tough. I don't know. I, I like every genre of music. My Yeah, I don't know. My family's very musical, so I like, I like every, it. everything. But Pick a style. We'll try to come up with a song for you. We're, he we're, has the, to be... we're the unofficial managers of every Canadian playing in the Zura Classic. We got Mac <laughs> deemed us that a couple episodes ago. It is? Nice. Okay. Um, he, he... One, one, you're you're musically inclined. I think we've put you on the spot three or four times. I think we should force a song out of you right now. And I'm sorry to do this to you, but I am. Okay. 
It, it could well, be anything. I think I'd like it to be a Canadian. Some oh, sort of Canadian. knocking at the door or something like that. Or leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's I was good. going Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, or uh, something by like Classified. You guys listen oh, to Classified? Oh, yeah. 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 I like or, that. Um, what else? Maybe. Well, J. Beeps. Yeah. Or um, um, what am I trying to think of? Tim Hicks, Stronger Beer. Oh, there you yeah. go. I like it. That, that's, that's a good walk. I'm, put the Americans in their place a little bit, maybe. Yeah, perfect. I, I, uh, I yeah, there's not too many American uh, pro golfers that are 15 plus guys. So uh, I like Stronger Beer for sure. There's, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name one of them? I know. <laughs> um, dude, you have, are you going to play a song, Rex? Normally you play a song. Nope. No, I'm not playing okay. the song. We're just we we need that for our little. Uh, we forgot to tell you, uh, Pendrith, that uh, when we when we interview a person, they're going to get tagged in about 80 posts in the next three days after it gets released. So just okay. be prepared. Okay. <laughs> and your song's going to be a part of it. That's why I pressured you into that. I apologize. Okay, well, you got like five or six to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So so moving forward, we like to ask this one too. Um, obviously, you're an Ontario boy. So we like to give a little bit of love to our golf courses around home here. So if you were to give, you know, your, your top three golf courses in Ontario, uh, where you've grown up playing on, they don't have to be private. They don't have to be well-known. Just give some love to some of the home tracks. Uh, golf and country club in Peterborough. Peterborough guy. My, yeah. my family is originally from Peterborough too. Nice. My dad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a, I basically didn't, wouldn't say grew up there, but like, from when I started golfing, played there all the time. My sister is the superintendent there. Cool. Uh, and she's right. lived in Peterborough for whatever, 15 years. So um, I've played there a lot and um, people like me there. And I play a lot with the members still now when I have the chance to. And it's a sweet old school Stanley Thompson course. And, um, Stanley yeah, D courses are amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I love Kawartha. Um I play at the Summit in Richmond Hill when I'm home, yeah. um, which is awesome. Uh, after all the changes that they did, it's amazing. I think it's one of the best in Ontario, in my opinion. Um, um, so they've been they've been really good to me there, and uh, I got to go with um, Station Creek where I grew up playing originally. Oh, all right, that, that's my stomping grounds there. I love that place. Yeah, I haven't been back in in years, but. Um, it's the, the I got some good memories there. That's where we had we had a nice uh, Alvin Choi was a member there. Richard Jung, Rebecca Lee Bentham. So we wow. had some games back in the day. Yeah, Station oh, Street. That's unbelievable. What a lineup. Daniel Kim was there. Uh, wow. bunch, bunch of good Canadian players. Yeah. That, that junior oh, club championship is no slouch, eh? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's Actually, awesome. I was a member. I was a member at Highland Gate. If you remember that place in Aurora, you remember that yeah. court? That was where, but I'd go to Station Creek all the time because they had a better range, I guess. But yeah, right on. that's awesome. So you're uh, you're in Hamilton right now. Obviously, everyone's inside. You're seeing all this stuff on Instagram and online of everyone's little in-home setup. Whether they be hitting into a little uh, little tarp or you got a little putty. What's what's your setup you got in the in your little apartment there? Currently, I've got uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> they haven't they haven't got a developed a tarp that could hold that ball. Yeah. 
I actually I built a I built a putting thing uh, with my dad like when I first got home. Um, it's not here though; it's in my girlfriend's car. But so it's not getting a lot. Getting those but, reps in, yeah. Yeah. Everyone um, at the hospital on their breaks, rolling the putts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good though. Um, but like, I haven't done much at all. Um, I'm just kind of enjoying the downtime. I'm not missing golf at all right now. Um, you know, once I hear when we're gonna get our first tournament back, I'll probably give myself two and a half to three weeks to kind of prepare and then I'll kind of start uh, practicing, I'd say. But I think we take for granted the time that we get off because, you know, playing professional golf, you don't really have much time off and it's nice to be a normal person and not a golfer all the time. So I'm really kind of just enjoying the, the time away from it and obviously crazy circumstances, but making the best of it and just kind of, hanging out, being a normal person, you know, talking to friends, playing poker with some friends and, you know, spending a lot of time with my girlfriend, which we usually don't get to spend together. So it's, it's been nice. good, but, uh, but yeah, uh, no golf, nothing going on in this apartment. It's not very big either. You can't really, I don't even think I could take a full swing in here. So. <laughs> Neither so, could some so of the follow guys up on to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow up to that with all the time. So you, when you, you and your girlfriend are at home, what would be the, uh, what would be the TikTok dance you'd be rocking oh, if she God. forced you into it? This is deep. Uh, um, definitely not the one that everybody's doing. You know the one I'm talking about? I don't even know what it is. But Renegade, yeah, I Renegade? I feel like it's like yeah. the Renegade. That's yeah, what I feel I like. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She likes dancing. I'm not a big dancer, but I, I, I could probably try and learn whatever she wanted to. I don't know. Exactly. I think, I think we need to see, uh, have you seen the flip the switch where the song goes oh, and you're yeah, like dressed yeah. up? Yeah. I think yeah, we need yeah. to see that. Yeah, That's what we're good. going with. We could do that one. Yeah. Yeah. One with a mustache. I just flipped the switch. It's gone. And the mustache is gone. <laughs> That might be a great excuse to get rid of it, I guess. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> once once isolations or the quarantine's done, then we want to see it. But I want to see that thing, a little bit more growth on that thing. You got a little bit more potential. It'll be down to the bottom lip. Yeah, it'll be nasty. You got to trim it so it doesn't curl in the mouth, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and now, now that Can't you're all obviously spending a lot of time at home uh, and, you know, your girlfriend, let's, let's be honest, we'll call she the, the real hero right now, for sure, out on the front line. So... I'm sure you've had to spend a little bit of time behind the the stove and uh, learn learn to cook a few new meals. So, what's your go-to right now? Yeah, um, you know what? I cook basically everything. I'd say in this house normally or this apartment. Uh, I like cooking. She's at work. You're taking shots at her. I'm not saying she's she's not a bad cook, but I (laughs) I also hate cleaning. So I'll cook. She cleans. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Like that. Or Um, you invite Corey over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, invite their maid over. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah, no, uh, we've actually we actually got um, her sister sent us this code for like good food box. If you've heard of that, it's like yeah. Um, so we got uh, like three free meals from them, and then reordered, and they're like pretty easy to to follow you just they give you everything and you just basically chop up the vegetables and whatever put the chicken in the oven and there you go you got a good meal um but i like 
taco salad and can make a mean taco salad. It's not very oh, hard, but it's good. Fast. Yeah. But it's hard to perfect. It's not hard, but it's hard to make it yeah. like that upper echelon. Yeah, for sure. And uh, any basically any kind of breakfast brunch I can yeah. dial it in. Yeah. But, That's uh, perfect. Yeah. The good food box is, is real good, though, actually. It's, it's, uh, I was surprised that we've had some really nice meals from them. Have you, have you tried, uh, have you tried HelloFresh? No. Same concept, right? Thing, right? Yeah. We have like use, a- use code grind. You can get 60% off your next order. Shameless plug. Wow. <laughs> okay. If you could sign off right now, it'd be great. <laughs> Col- Colin's just currently uh, putting a little free ad for his other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, me personally, I'm out of questions right now. I don't know if you guys have a couple more uh, finishers, but uh, yeah, that's it for me. Let's finish it off. What do you, what do you want to say to what do you want to say to Corey and Mac? They're listening to this right now. What's what's the ending message to those two boys here? Oh geez. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm gonna listen to their podcast. I'm curious to see. Uh, Hopefully you ask a few things about uh, the bachelor party as well. I want to hear their take on it. But um, if they said, if Mac, especially Mac, if Mac said he had more drinks than me at the bachelor party, then <laughs> he did not. I don't think he did. <laughs> he did not claim that. He knows that he knows his role for sure. Um, <laughs> I do have, I have one more. I have one more for you. So you played in the can, the national dev program too. Uh, mm-hmm. So that obviously playing with the boys, you know, a lot of you played at Kent State, but on that team, who was who was kind of like the glue guy? You know, we talk about like a hockey locker room, the glue guy, or like who's the you know the they call it the gesture, the clown, keeping the boys going. You're looking well, at him. Depends what year, but Garrett Rank. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, we need to get him I was on. Kinda, I was kind of setting you up for that one, so yeah. I, I went to school with him too. So oh, I, nice. I sent him a message. He ghosted me for a couple of days now, so I'm yeah. trying to get him on. So <laughs> hopefully he listens to this. But I, I was, I was glad you said that one. Yeah, Ranker, he's he's the best. He, uh, I saw him, I saw him a few months ago. Probably he he was refing a game in Florida, so we played golf uh, with one of his ref buddies. But yeah, he's he's the best. But I'd say currently. Jared Dutois is pretty good. He's, okay. oh, he's got nice. some quick jabs for the boys. And nice little five nine for him a couple weeks back too. Yeah, yeah that was nice. good. Yeah, he, he he's uh, he's he's good. We got we got some good guys there though. We have we have a lot of fun. Awesome, that's awesome. Uh, Love it. One, well, one, I'll start us off just by thank you for coming on. I do have one uh, thing to say. When we asked like who the most impressive ball striker they've seen, maybe we haven't heard of yet, or is not a, a household name on the PGA Tour. I believe it was Corey Connors um, said he mentioned your name, and uh, to me that was. That was a pretty special thing to hear. I know you guys are buddies, but he's seen a lot of uh, great golf swings and a lot of good ball strikers. So w- we know we're going to be seeing your name up on the PGA Tour in the next couple of years, and we can't thank you enough for taking the time uh, for talking to us. That was uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, well, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Good chatting with you, and I hope to catch up soon. Awesome. You got it. And everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share this out with a friend who you feel like would really enjoy listening to today's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Sunday Red Pod. We'll be back next week with another episode. And always remember, keep swinging. We.
smartest, you eat M&M's And you think all our money looks pretend Yeah, we got Brian Adams Hey, you got Bruce Springsteen But we can't drink in bars when we're just 19 You got Brad Pitt, but we got Keanu Reeves But we got the best leg fishing, you best believe yeah, you make fun of us cause we spell color with you. You think you're all that, Mr. Red, White, and Blue. We say hey, you say y'all. Yeah, we both got pro football. Except we got big balls in a longer field. We say Z, you say Z. Sure, we watch all your TV. You got a stronger arm down there, the men up here. Dunkin' Donuts, we got Timmy's We got more land, but bro, you got more cities You sure love the NFL, MLB, and the NBA But to the great wide north, hockey is the only game Hey, we say hey, you say y'all Yeah, we both got pro football Except we got big balls and a long field Watch all your TV. You got a stronger army down there. A man up here. We got stronger beer. So here's to you, my southern neighbor. All kidding aside. It takes me six beers to get pissed drunk. But for you, it takes nine. Sucker.